Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Weirdly Magical Podcast. And I am Lou. I'm a writer, astrologer, author of Modern Astrology, Harness Your Stars. Um, I can't remember the whole title. <laughs> it's early in the morning for me because <laughs> I'm in Utah and Jen's in South Africa right now. So we're... <laughs> We're spanning the world, the globe, to bring this to you. And you are. <laughs> I'm Jen, and I'm an Akashic uh, Illuminator. I do Akashic readings, uh, numerology, and uh, I'm the creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards. Speaking of which, Jen pulled a I'm card for, to kind of lead us in to the discussion of the coming new moon and the energies around it full moon and the, <laughs> yes the full moon and the card is the uh, soul portal number 20 and for those who can't see this is an interesting card because it's a figure in uh, ice and around us clouds and there's dolphins so there's all kinds of different waters frozen and liquid and air and kind of an angel figure and i think we had this card before but however it's a very interesting card because for me, this is one of those energies where you're between water, as it were. It's very healing, but it's also about the awareness. Like we have these fixed ideas and this card shows that uh, we can change that. They can be dolphins with these little crowns, these golden crowns, like offering a change. Like in the midst of frozen water, we can find the joyful, playful dolphins bringing us uh, sovereignty. Mm. And of course, there's a bridge. Is that a bridge? I noticed a bridge. Yes, the bridge. That's what, you know, the, the dolphin and the bridge are kind of on the same angle, as if to say it's time to take a big leap and cross this bridge. That's kind of, it feels very relevant to me for this full moon, actually, so... Yes, yes. And it's interesting because it has a, tw you know, it's a 20 and it has the zero in it. And it, it does feel like it's that kind of, like you say, that leap, that, that being in that space where you have the opportunity to see what you haven't seen and so take a new path, forge a new way across into a whole new way of being. Which brings me into the full moon, really, because... Um, this full moon is at zero Cancer Capricorn. Uh, the moon is in Cancer and uh, the sun is in Capricorn. And, and this zero is a critical degree, but not only is zero a critical degree, it's also um, the cardinal signs and, and this aspects or triggers the world axis. So this full moon, to my mind, is bringing a real big change in the world and we'll speak to that. So the uh, full moon is at zero degrees on, it depends where you are in the world, but I'm going to give the um, universal time in, on the 21st of December. Um, oh, that's the solstice, actually. The full moon is at 17.48 or 5.48 p.m. in the UK. That's universal time. So that's 12.48 p.m. Eastern, 10.48 p.m a.m. in Utah, 9.48 a.m. in um, Pacific time. And the, it comes right after the solstice because when the sun enters Capricorn, um, that, trick, that is the solstice. And the solstice takes place on the 21st of December at 22.22 p.m. universal time. In some parts of the world, that'll be the 22nd as well. So we've got a lot of 21s, 22s, we're also going to talk um, a little about how we've got a couple of aspects leading into it, sun squaring Chiron and Uranus. There's a Uranus semi-square Neptune that we're going to talk a little bit about. And we're also going to talk about how this uh, full moon, actually all the energy around it, um, harks back to the eclipse um, back in... July, July the 12th, um, the, particularly the solar eclipse at 20 degrees of Cancer um, on July the 12th, because that was kind of the new moon in Cancer. Now we have the full moon in Cancer. 
and Pluto is opposing the degree of that eclipse. Um, and it's the last in the series. Jen was telling me she looked that up. So the last in that eclipse series. So let's dive in. Jen, you, st- you go ahead. Okay. I, I'm not sure I, it was the last in the series. I think I meant it's the last in this year of the eclipse season. Oh, eclipse oh, season closing out. Oh, okay. 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 So it may be the last. I didn't look that part up. Okay. I just want to clarify that it's the end of the eclipse season of this year. We're closing it out. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, what's interesting to me is the, what you mentioned, the 20s, the 21s, 22s, very powerful uh, because we are in the 21st century. Uh, from now on, everyone who's born or from t- will have uh, very little one in their first numbers, right? Because as we move ninth next year, 2019 is the final year for 80 years where we have a one in a first, second, or third position, right? Mm. In the numerology. So we're moving out of the one phase, which Mm. is the individual, into the collective, which is the two. So we, you know, we pick the card, the 20, this is the collective energy. It's about how we uh, balance uh, where we're coming from, our beliefs against our actions, uh, how we uh, connect to community. It is also about bridging differences in a whole new way. So we begin to look at the collective and our collective um, focus for at least the next 80 years and certainly for this whole century, right? Because it always has two in the front. Mm. So it's a very powerful time because this is the time where we get to either shrink and say, I have no power or I'm accepting that I have power and what do I want to do and what can we do together, right? How can we be of service together? Uh, and, and excitingly, since the full moon is at zero degrees, zero, zero degrees 49, that again shows us it's a new beginning. So it's funny because the full moons are the end and yet here, this is the double zero, which is new beginnings. And the degree 49 is a 13, which is a very Uranus-based energy. So this is about making change, uh, making change, but sudden change. It's also uh, forcing us to, to change who we are, even if we don't want to, basically, because we're creating something new. And one and three make four. And the 22, which is a powerful universal uh, master number, which is like this double gateway, it's a double portal into entering a space where we begin to, it is the number of the master architect, the master architect piece. So we actually begin to focus on what are we going to build? Like what is the thing we're designing? And I think that speaks a lot to the astrology as well. So. Mm-hmm. And when you add it together, the two and two is four. And four is this number. It's the root number of earth. It's about manifesting things, making them real. Two, four, and eight are the numbers that are about bringing reality into the world through our dreams, our imagination, that portal of the two, that softness. It's a very feminine energy Mm. that is allowing us to create something masculine, that yin, yang, energy again right of the two working uh, together so i think that's pretty exciting also uh, the other thing that comes to mind is december is a 14 universal months and 14 makes a five one and four and five 14 is also a number that speaks to uh, the press communication uh, kind of telling people how we feel because we're getting very clear about what's we're beginning to see under the layers. So we're not kind of just taking someone else's word for it. We're not just going to go, Oh, so-and-so said this, or this is how it's always been done. And mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of the card, right? The card of it. It's that like, Oh, I didn't notice that there's a bridge and like this, wide open space that suddenly I can leap into a different way of being. 
I can choose to focus on instead of the negative of how we have always done it, kind of going to the bigger focus and going, yes, there are all these problems and issues, but this is what I want. This is what I envision. So collectively we're coming to that uh, kind of space and we're like, well, what can I do to, to kind of get the ball rolling or, you know, get that, that chariot onto the road and go, okay, here I go. And then I'm going to meet other people that are going in the same direction. So it's a very self-focused, but it's focused for the bigger picture. We're looking at uh, what's going to be happening and how are we uh, embracing this time? How are we uh, using our energy and communicating what we desire and want to build? And of course, Capricorn, where the sun um, is on the full moon and, and because it's also right on the solstice, is very much about building too, speaking to your thing about building. And it's about building the structures and the institutions and the containers that, um, and the rules that we live by. So this is a, a very much um, new energy in this. And it's the zero degree is the full card in the tarot. And the full card is very much about like, like you've got all this stuff to create and <laughs> and to play with <laughs> and you choose how you kind of put it together it's it's um fascinating and of course uh, the moon at zero degrees of cancer the moon rules cancer so she's very powerful in this position especially at this critical degree the zero and and it's all harking back to that eclipse last July. So um, it would be interesting to look where you were and what's happened since July and what's coming to fulfillment for you since that period. But of course, now the moon's nodes have moved back into Capricorn and Cancer as well, and the north nodes in Cancer. So we've got this convergence happening. And at the moment, we've got Saturn in Capricorn, right in, at 10 degrees, um, Pluto in Capricorn at 20 degrees. And the two of those are right in the middle between the sun and um, the south node. And everything's converging together for into 2020. So there's those twos again and the 20s again, <laughs> where everything's yes. come together. And um, it's it's... You know, there's so much, you know, I've heard a lot of fear go. And of course, this is all going to be very disruptive globally, I will say, um, about all this convergence in Capricorn. Um, but, you know, I'm optimistic, saggy that I am. I always see the possibility <laughs> and I see it all as just us really creating these new rules that we want to live by. And it's showing up in the world, you know, with with the um, revolutionary activity going on in France, the Brexit um, deal in the UK, um, the vote has been postponed because basically the Theresa May government is falling apart. Um, the Scottish National Party is offering to pair up with the Labour Party in England to to kind of take over the government. It's all kind of quite, and then we've got the Mueller investigation in the US. And that, you know, I don't want to, it's just from an astrological point of view, this is really, well, to my mind, exciting. <laughs> it's all like the old structures are falling apart. Excuse my dog. And <laughs> Your dog agrees. <laughs> oh, I'll let Jan, Jen speak for a second. Okay. Yes. Barking. <laughs> Uh, so yes I think all what you're saying is very true uh, I think for me the big thing about Capricorn and, and Cancer it's really is a key thing right here right these are uh, cardinal doorways right these are very much about you know the um, Capricorn is very much about how we are in the world the she goat it's actually a female sign to me we tend to think of it as a male energy there's a lot of female energy about determination and um, when things are collapsing, uh, if you think about a she-goat, she can scamper up and around. Uh, of course, fear, being in fear is a choice, but in order to, uh, and the reason why we feel fear is because things are breaking down. However, we've got to remember or think about the fact that when things break, break down, uh, it's not like everything disappears, but yeah. it's like things will 
open up. It's like I didn't realize beyond my limited thinking or beyond being saved or held by somebody else, like, oh, I trusted the government, I trusted this, this is because it's very much about governance and institutions that have been in power for a long time. When they're falling apart, we're scared because we think, oh, the thing I trusted, this, this, you know, the steps that I walked up are no longer there, they're gone, what am I gonna do? And really, it's about coming into that energy. Cancer is about our home. Like, who are we? Our roots, our memories, our ancestry. What do we think about ourselves in our home? Um, and a lot of that, we've been spoon-fed through that kind of Saturnian energy of the institution. And now uh, Saturn, being the father of time or whatever, is reminding us that the old structures break away uh, and we must remember who we are. We must remember the ancestry, the power we have now as we enter this time that is filled with light, with, with uh, you know, the full moving away from our vision. And we're going, okay, I'm scared, but I have to do something different. Mm. I'm just going to do it. And then how many times when new things, we do new things, we go, wow, why didn't I do that before? But I think the beauty of... Uh, one of the things that you mentioned, the um, uh, Neptune-Uranus energy that's happening, coming up, right? Um, that semi-square, I think you said it was semi-square. Mm -hmm. uh, all of that is about, you know, Neptune is very spiritual and uh, very much about breaking open our old fear, right? Neptune does dissolve fear. It dissolves things. So it dissolves all things, but it also dissolves fear. It dissolves the idea of us being imprisoned by, oh, I have to do it this way. Somebody said it. Now we have this expansion. And Uranus is that kind of lightning strike, that energy, this new beginning, the double zero is so much about we're in that space before the new beginning. We're resting in that space. We're going, wow, I didn't realize there was so much opportunity, so much I could do without being controlled by someone else uh, that is leading us into a place of light because uh, Neptune and, and Uranus are universal energies. They're not individual energies. So collectively, and we've been talking about collectively, because the twos are about collective change, we're all moving into the space. So if something happens, it's going to happen to all of us. You know, it, we're not individually going to be selected. Oh, you people will be safe. Nothing's going to change in your world. No, we're all going to be in a place of change. So we just have to mm -hmm. <laughs> open ourselves to it. Uh, and also, the interesting thing is that this is a nine universal day which gives us an ending, right? Nine is ending. It's also about compassionately connecting ourselves to others, recognizing we're all one, that kindness and generosity are the ways we get to play. We've got the four and five at play. So we have the five, which is about speaking out and about change and freedom. And we have the four about making it real, we're laying the foundation. So if you think about it in those terms, if you think about everything that's coming up is about kind of an explosion of freedom. We've talked about, I want to be free. I want to do whatever I want to do. Well, here it comes. However, you need a structure. You need to put things in place. Mm -hmm. For those of us in business, we have that issue, right? Like, oh, I don't want to do all the things I don't want to do. That's how I want my own business. And then it's like, oh, shit, I have to do all of these things to build a structure because that's how we are free. Like to be free, we need responsibility. We need a connection to the earth. We need to have a plan, right? I mean, Jen's on a roll. I'm dying to say. I do want to say yes. Of course, Capricorn is a very is a feminine sign. All Earth signs are feminine <laughs> signs, actually, and and the original symbol that a lot of people don't look at with Capricorn is that it's actually the sea goat. So it's actually the goat with the tail of a fish. So that's a fish, and we have fish over in Cancer as well. So this is a very kind of fishy, <laughs> fishy full moon, <laughs> if you like. 
And and if you think about the symbol of a fish, you know, a fish kind of swims and weaves and, and is very fluid. So there's a lot of fluidity in this. And I do want to mention as well that Black Moon Lilith is um, is there. So we have this Neptune um, Uranus semi-square that's kind of bringing the revolution really all around the world. And I was reading, um, you know, I'm not a mundane astrologer, but I find it interesting mundane basic is is basically looking at predicting world events okay um and but apparently when the end end degrees of signs are triggered in mundane astrology that brings the revolutionary change so here we have uranus at 28 degrees of aries and black moon lilith is squaring uranus um over there at 28 degrees of capricorn and and she's a very revolutionary energy herself she's um you know the wild woman she's um our too muchness and and she's the original female so you know none of this again we keep saying it is about kind of taking over men but it's about bring raising up the divine feminine in all of us it's being revolutionized and being brought back into um our collective consciousness and to go back to my thing that I've been talking about all year about sculpting your future. This is more about taking what we have already. So to go back to what Jen said about none of it's, you know, it's the fear of everything being taken away. Well, that's of course not going to happen. You know, we're just going to rebuild and reshape what we have already in this earth and water kind of way in a very new beginning kind of way. And, um, I, you know, the South node is conjunct, uh, black moon Lilith as well. So she is really kind of pulling or pushing us away from thinking we have to live by these old structures and rules, um, that we've lived by for, um, thousands of years, really. This is really very, um, uh, such an exciting time to be alive if we can step out of the fear because we're being given the opportunity by the universe to really um, create this new way of living and new rules to live by. And that's evidenced by the fact, you know, we have all these, what are really new energies in, in our consciousness, the new planets that the ancients didn't know existed. <laughs> and to go to there's a lady called lynn coiner who does um, a research site and uh, and she calls you know the we have the the layers of the planets and they're all um um very um ha all have kind of significance so the uranus and neptune they're transpersonal so we were moving beyond thinking we were it kind of thing out into the transpersonal and then we have like the dwarf planets they're coming in so we have eris and um ceres and all of, of these other newer energies that are new to our consciousness at least and these are transformational energies so eris is there she's um pretty much conjunct uranus in aries bringing this transformation of our whole society and our whole way of thinking. Um, we're realizing that we're just connected to go back to the cancer, that we're one big family. And when I say we're one big family, we realize that we're one big family in the whole universe. You know, what happens out there happens within us. And we're realizing the oneness of it all. So it's quite kind of beautiful in a way this major, major transformation is being brought into our consciousness that we just didn't have available to us in uh, centuries past. So. Yes, yes. I mean, we've just, we've entered the age, this new age, and we're uh, only, what is it, five or six years into this age of Aquarius that happens every 26,000 years. So this is a huge shift in our consciousness. It's also a very healing time. I think two is the number of healing and we have the ones and twos and the zeros. And of course, the zero being there is a divine energy. We're also in the 11 year. This is our final month in the 11 year, which is another two when you add them together. Uh, so there's a lot of light and love and 
realization that's coming through. Like a lot of our fears are based on the damage we believe has been done to us that uh, uh, I need to defend myself. I need to hold on to my possessions, all these kind of things. I don't have enough. Someone's going to take it away from me. And we're moving into that kind of collective awareness like, oh, uh, I'm going to share what I have. And then we work together. And all around, I keep seeing people showing stories of kindness and there seems to be more kindness happening and that's what's very healing too is to be kind to others because when you're kind to others just like louise was saying this idea of what happens internally happens externally so when we're kind to ourselves and we're kind to others that means we're trusting there's enough like i don't need to be nasty to someone because i won't have mine so that possessiveness that has kind of fo focused us for the last thousands of years is being dissolved. So we get to go into a much more uh, open place, but again, we have to take responsibility mm. uh, with this energy. It's that recognition, like what is mine to do? So instead of pointing outward and going, oh, it's their fault, they did the wrong thing. And I think we're seeing that with leadership all over the world, like you were saying, right? That mm -hmm. idea that, oh, it's someone else, that didn't happen, that's not true. Uh, all of that is kind of coming to the surface, you know, shit rising. And we're going, oh, I see that that stuff doesn't work. Like I'd rather just take responsibility. Yes, I did it, it's fine. I accept it, I'm gonna move on. I wanna get to something i want to build something better and one key thing here is our imagination now you talked about the tarot card the zero card the you know the, the the fool and um i think in the zero too is a lot of that energy of imagination like our imagination is what feeds our ability to build things to desire and to build and that's a very important part of this is a playful energy. We're moving into a very playful time. If we're willing to have a sense of humor about this, as we uh, build something new, right? We got to find the humor, the delight, the joy in uh, what this is all about. This is an amazing time to be alive, but it's amazing that we have this ability and this connection to our divine uh, sense uh, and that's awakening within us where we begin to see so many, so much that we didn't see. So we don't need to live in such a narrow box. Like little mm. windows are opening. Right? Oh, they really are. A different route. You know, right. yes. you know, just, uh, you know, Jen saying she's seeing stories of kindness and I've witnessed that too. And of course, cancer is a very kind energy. You know, it's the mother, the nurturer, uh, but you know, even uh, bigger concepts too. Um, like I've seen, uh, there's actually a candidate who's going to run for president under the Democratic ticket, and you know, I'm sure he he hasn't got a chance of winning, but that this doesn't matter because he's promoting universal basic in income, because the new age is becoming automated, and there are not going to be the jobs. You know, we're going to have to think differently which is very Aquarius about how we can all live together and you know I'm not promoting universal basic income but um, necessarily because I think we have a lot of things to work out but um, it's just the very fact that somebody is actually kind of standing up and saying this is a good idea. We need to think of ideas like this is coming into our consciousness of how we can all look after each other and whole live without um, grabbing and saying it's mine, 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 as Jen said. So, you know, it's, we've got to look for some of this stuff. You know, you have to, instead of sitting in the fear, we've got to see, look for where it's showing up in the world because it is, it's really starting to show up about this caring, realizing that we all have to look after each other. Of course, you know, we're getting the major resistance too of the people. <laughs> you know, I shared an article about universal basic income just as an idea, you know, and mm. I, got called, mm. I got called an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about by some old, old white male. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's really fun though. It's, this is where the humor comes in. And, and I think also the idea of speaking, like we're terrified of 
different people having different opinions or mm -hmm. thinking differently to us. And that's such an old idea of being terrified of speaking and sharing ideas. Just somebody has, even if they have horrible ideas, it's like we, I think it's so much easier to talk about the ideas and say, okay, tell me why you have those ideas. Even if we get loud and yell at one another, uh, mm. it's, it's fine. Like we shouldn't be so afraid of this yelling to, to, to kind of realize our voices and what we really think and go, oh yeah, that's a really stupid idea. Because a lot of times our ideas are stuck in our heads. We're yeah. not actually saying them. And when we say them, we go, wait, that's a really stupid idea. Or, you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. uh, but even if somebody doesn't agree with us or they think we're idiots, that's really funny. I think it's yeah. actually fun to go, oh, that's so funny. Somebody has a different idea and I don't even care. Like I don't even need to <laughs> agree with them. You know, I was just having a, a funny argument with my brother last night and uh, so we, like, we were like yelling at each other, but it was a very fun. But then we came to this realization that we were actually kind of saying the same thing, mm -hmm. just coming from a different point of view. So it took us a while to go from yelling at each other and screaming and saying, I'm not going to talk about this anymore because you don't get my point to, oh, you know, and then we kind of calmed down and we were talking and going, yeah, we're really agreeing. And it was like, wow, what was all that about? And it felt really good because it basically cleared the air and it made us realize like, wow, okay, we don't agree about everything, but we have a lot of principles. Like we're looking at the bigger principle. How does this impact me? What is important to me in my life or what I need, which I think is really what this is all about. I mean, we have people out there offering great things, but they're kind of pointless. Like a lot of times people are offering ideas that aren't going to serve the greater good. And mm -hmm. Whereas something like universal pay or universal healthcare or whatever it is, those serve people. How do we clean water? How do we collect garbage? Those yeah. are the things that actually serve us as how a collective and as individuals. And how do we pull together to speak of, you know, the, all this energy converging that we've talked about already before, you know, we've got, see, you know, we're going to move into a series of eclipses all in Cancer and Capricorn. So this is a major period of um, time of us all being pulled together about who are we individually in the collective and um, how can we bring it together and work together. So it's a very, I keep saying a very exciting time, I think. <laughs> yes, and, and it is. I, I think it's also interesting because where I am right now, we're having uh, issues with the electricity. Mm. And so they do this load sharing. They call it load sharing. And so what they do is they, you have set times where you know your electricity is going to go off. And of course, some people, we have different things to help us with it. But sometimes this is the whole point is what do you do in a an emergency when you're in that space when things happen you can either get mad and complain or or you can figure out a way <laughs> that's right or you can figure out a way like this is it uranus is is key to invention and 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 um what do you call that vision like you're coming up with new ideas what can we do if we don't have an electricity maybe this is the time to have solar panels or something uh, more of them like we're relying on coal coal's dying out and oil and all of these things what else is there you know can we burn plastic i don't know i don't you know whatever yeah this is the whole point is we're getting this idea of what's collectively of benefit to everyone and i do want to mention one other thing about the energy of um the, the rest of the month and moving into the new year is that we've just had Mercury and Chiron turn direct as we record this. And um, as we record, only um, Uranus of the main planets is still retrograde. And we've had a year where all the planets pretty much have been retrograde because we've had <laughs> Venus and Mars retrograde as well, and they don't turn retrograde every year. And um, in Jan early January, both Uranus and Eris turn direct. So from early January till um, early March, so two months, we have everything direct that can turn direct in the chart, basically. So we're really in a time of forward movement um, with all this. So it's the new beginning 
with the cardinal signs being triggered at the zero degree um, of the full moon and also the forward movement of all the energies in the um, universe really saying you know it's time to get on with it we've been through this time of turmoil but now it's time to really start creating and building the new stuff it's um Yes, yes, lots of lightning and thunder out here where I am. I don't know if oh, you can hear exciting. it. I could, yeah. I was like, oh, what's yes, that? yes. <laughs> that's, very Ur- that's very Uranian. Yes, this is a exactly. Lot <laughs> yes, great. I, I, I think I, I did also want to mention the solstice. I don't know if we mentioned the solstice, and I think this is a really key part in mm. the northern part of the world. Of course, we're in the winter solstice. And solstice, of course, means the sun standing still. Mm. So it's a time of stillness. It's very much about coming into the zero energy, which this full moon, I think the last full moon, the next couple of full moons are all going to be at zeros. (coughs) Uh, So It's very much about this creative energy. Uh, Mm. But the collective, with the collective, the can-do, begin to take action, but following our heart, opening our heart, trusting uh, with the Cancer and Capricorn energy to kind of fish, how do fish move through the ocean, through water? What does water do? Uh, but I did also want to mention what I think is interesting is that Mars is at 23 degrees in Pisces, so <coughs> also in water, our libido, that kind of energy of fire is uh, 23 it's a very powerful number it's also a five called the royal line so it 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 is inviting us to trust that energy like Mm -hmm. know who we are trust the messages we're getting and move through that Uh, chiron is at 27 which is the nine again which is again this energy of uh, bringing peace like we're not going to stop things from happening but we can see life through that filter of peace and kindness and let go of our resentment and go, it doesn't matter. Okay. They're not going to see my point of view or they're not going to agree with me. We're not going to resolve. I'm just going to let go of this pain, uh, which I think is really important to think about. It's up to us to uh, kind of choose to let go of the old way of thinking and go, okay, right. Let's just move past this area. How can we work together? And it reminds me of that thing, Lou, that you said at the beginning of the year, if it's meant to be or something's up to us or how it's up to me. me. You each play our part in it all, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I did also want to mention and one thing um as you mentioned the actual solstice. Uh right before Mm. the solstice, Mercury is conjunct um Jupiter again in Sagittarius of course that is harking back to right at the end of November Mercury retrograde was conjunct Jupiter at the beginning of um, Sagittarius and these two are going to be conjunct at nine degrees of Sagittarius right before the solstice so there's that nine again the endings that Jen, Jen has talked about and of course, Sagittarius is um, is the archer. It's about the bigger vision, seeing the bigger bigger picture. So with Mercury as well, which is the mind and our perceptions, um, conjunct Jupiter, which is expansion, and Jupiter rules Sagittarius. I think we're going to get some big messages in the news and some big kind of awarenesses of like, oh, that's how it could look, that kind of energy. Yes. And, yeah. and what do we dream? Because so many of us have compacted our dreams and said, I have to put that away. That's not practical. And now we have the opportunity to not only dream it, but to build it. Yeah. And expanding our minds, this is a time of actually allowing the message. It's a great time the last, uh, the full moon and the solstice, to take time to just sit in stillness. You know, the sun is so powerful because it is uh, um, our light, right? We look to the sun for the light. To We do things in the daylight. We, we have our imagination at night with the moon. And in the daylight, we take action. So standing still for the solstice, for the full moon, and kind of thinking, looking back and going, you know, these are my dreams. These are the things 
the bigger things and then what is it that I can do now to activate that? Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be something major, but doesn't. kind of focusing and starting, right? Starting like you did, you decided you were going to write. And so you just started writing and, and you build it up. To go back to the Mercury Jupiter thing as well, it's about possibilities and um, and opening your opening your mind to different ideas. I'm going to go back to that guy again that called me an idiot because it's such a perfect example. <laughs> and I don't care. I don't care that he called me an idiot. I find it funny. No. But um, but he was like he was like there because he'd studied economics. Okay, at some point he is like there are these models of economics the Keynesian, the this, the this, the this, and that's it. And if you don't know them, you have, you don't know what you're talking about. And I was just like, open your mind, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're we don't know. Different age. There's different ways of looking at this, you know. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, the interesting thing about the mind is, uh, especially from the, the, you know, we've used the mind as kind of like a tool. Well, only what's existed, only what's known can be done. And this whole thing about Neptune and um, Uranus. Uh, Uranus and the Pluto energy, the healing allows us to see more. But the Uranus and Pluto and the Jupiter and Mercury, those are all things that allow us to go, well, why don't we just see what could come in? Like, why don't we test it out or come with an idea that's never been explored? And who knows what we could come up with? That's the whole point of collectively coming together with ideas. Even people who have no education can come up and say, you know what, I've always had this thought in my mind, or suddenly I've got this great idea. We're shining a light on it. Again, the sun, right? The sun shines a light on things. And that's kind of where we need to go. Like, and do it joyfully. Like that idea of being somebody calling you an idiot really doesn't matter, right? That's their opinion. It's not a truce. But I, I, want to talk about, I, yeah. I want to mention some, somebody else in the news that's, um, that's this is all showing up in, and that's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, no matter what yeah. you think of her personally, this girl is being activated by this chart big time. She has two cardinal grand crosses in her chart, uh, one wow. at the beginning degrees and one being triggered by the Pluto degrees. And she is like coming out with all these um, different ways of looking things, uh, things with the Green New Deal and all that. And, um, you know, she's just a prime example. And uh, she's also Eris embodied. I'm doing a talk on that and uh, for the EA Zoom meetings, a free talk the end of year one that's on December the 20th. I get my 15 minutes to talk about how Eris <laughs> is being activated in all this. Yes. I'm going to write about it as well, but there she is a prime example of this kind of Uranian shake it up, um, Eris kind of revealing um, what's not working. But, and she's just coming out with all these new ideas and showing um, how the old ways are working right down to our legislators not paying their interns. <laughs> oh, yes, I saw that. Yes, that's brilliant. I was just looking while you're talking. I do want to say something about it, but I just noticed that uh, Venus is actually a 14 degrees mm. in, uh, in uh, Scorpio with next to Ceres, who's at yeah. 17, which is an eight. So uh, that five is matching Mars. You know, it's a different five, but it's about speaking up. And the thing mm. that strikes me about... Cortez that is so powerful is she represents the new female, right? This is the energy, this, this chart, this time we've talked about the power of the female changing. She is somebody who has come to terms with her masculinity mm -hmm. and she is not threatened by her uh, masculine energy. She, she's, she not only can come up with ideas and, and, and brilliant thoughts but she can speak about them she can express it she can when she's challenged she's not running away saying oh did i offend you that's why she's so um she is confusing people who are used to just oh i'll just use a few words and then you little female will call back into yeah. your hole yeah. uh, and she's, she's like no right back. Right? exactly <laughs> yeah. she's like 
let me tell you about this. And I think this is the power of these people that are born in this age, right? Mm -hmm. The younger, male or female, they are, their femininity and their masculinity is in balance. Again, that's that two, the 20, bringing things into balance, taking away the anger. Like, I'm not angry because you have a different opinion, but I'm just going to point out what's weak in your thinking or in your action. Yeah. And here's something we can do, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the hands on approach. It's a mind, hand, like heart, hands. This is what this time is all about. So, um, because I have a habit of forgetting them, shall we talk about the yes. symbols? Indeed. <laughs> I'll let you do the same. Okay, let me just find my note here. Aha. So, Cancer, one degree, on a ship, the sailors lower an old flag and raise a new one. So, the keynote is a radical change of allegiance exteriorized in a symbolic act a point of no return we have now reached a square go degree angle to the beginning of the cyclical process this is a moment of crisis a sharp turning point in the zodiacal cycle at the summer solstice the northward motion of the sun stops the sun rises and sets far north of exact east and west as it can during the yearly cycle. In motion is now reversed. Slowly the sunset points move southward on the horizon. The length of the day decreases. So in the new moon, it's the first quarter phase. On the ship, which symbolizes the ego consciousness floating as it were on the sea of the vast unconsciousness. The individualized will makes a basic decision. The dominant yang force allows the yin force to begin its six-month-long rise to power. Okay, so the collective will gradually overcome the individual and at the end of the state will overpower the person. Now, however, the individual person enjoys his most glorious hour. He exults in his ability to make a free decision. Mm hmm <laughs> very interesting very in mind of what we've been saying yes yes and, it, and, the, and the keynote at the end or the little bit at the end says um the consciousness accepts a process of fundamental reorientation which is mm. really what we've been talking about so all the time so i love how these things show up so absolutely I did want to mention before I read the Chandra symbol that um, Cortez was born um, with Uranus and Neptune and Saturn all together in Capricorn. She's part of that generation. So it goes yes. back to the other energies we've been talking about. So, you know, I don't think she's kind of some world savior or anything. I always think these people are like representations of the energies. And I just love that she is just such a good one of... Um, uh, good yeah, example. absolutely. Very clear. She's a very clear sign of the times. And again, we cannot afford to put all our energies or eggs in one basket and say, oh, this person's going to lead the charge. We all have to take responsibility and do the things we're here to do, right? Yeah. And watch the signs. For, we're not looking for another Messiah, because we are our own <laughs> <No>. Messiahs. So. <laughs> collectively we could be the people you know we create that energy of yeah going forward so the chandra symbol um kind of really goes back to my whole theme of sculpting and it's a potter at work carving out a sacred place for what you most care about to flourish giving your all to a task or project a way of life or shared stream socio-culturally gifted selecting out what you feel pulled to cultivate and foster and eliminating all other factors. You feel nurturing, sustaining, giving, but unwilling to, and unable to recognize and come to terms with shadows and difficulties. So intent upon creating a perfect world or vessel that you miss whatever you do not want to see. And that's a precarious edge to walk. So it's really speaking to me about not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, <laughs> you know, not um, 
not thinking everything old is bad and everything new is good. You know, we've got to bring what we've got all together and sculpt it and become that potter at work. So. Exactly. And I think, you know, coming back to the time, you know, the 21 is the number of truths. Mm. And that's, you know, we say the truth will set us free, our truth. And again, that's about this idea of bringing things into balance. The 22, you know, it's that, you know, double match of recognizing the old, the new, what's the good and the bad, like, what is it that we want to take forward? Not whether it's old or new, but what makes Mm -hmm. uh, sense and what's emotionally, what emotionally connects us. and I think it's interesting too, the flag, the idea of you're on a boat and you have been at sea and whatever you've experienced uh, is over. Maybe you had a battle, maybe you went on a great grand adventure and it's that moment when you put up that new flag and you're saying, I'm coming with my experience, but I'm also open to you reaching out and your olive branch or your idea. So it's... I think it has a lot to do with <laughs> Ooh, that's opening up to an idea. <laughs> and of course, of course, raising, raising and lowering an old flag and raising a new one speaks to revolution as well and new totally. and a government. So it's, yeah, interesting times. But I am going to have to uh, finish this now. So Jen, why don't you tell people where they can find you? You can find me at jendushen.com. I also have a group on Facebook, uh, the Life Club of the Woo Woo Weirdos of the World. And of course, you can look, find me everywhere under Jendushen YouTube. I'm doing more videos and Instagram, etc. Facebook. Cool. And of course, we have a, a weirdly magical YouTube um, channel now that if people would yes. like to subscribe to it, this video will get uploaded every month as well as being available in all other um, streams like iTunes, Spotify, all those places, Stitcher. And um, if you like our podcast, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you watch us. Um, um, I am Louise Eddington. You can find me at louiseeddington.com or just Google my name. I have a Facebook group called the Planetary Magic Cafe. Um, I'm also on Patreon and on medium.com is where I write um, all the time, (laughs) a lot. And my book, uh, modern astrology is doing so well and the reviews are great so Yay. check it out on amazon if you if you haven't checked it out yet but um for now it's my birthday week so i'm going out for brunch with some friends and so it's goodbye from lou and goodbye from jen <laughs>